the wrong file just now. And shout out to Brendan Rod, the host of the Cybersecurity Heroes podcast and director of Lifecycle Marketing at Iron Scales, who reached out to me on LinkedIn and told me I had to fix it. Anyways, sorry that that just happened. Here is the episode that you really want to hear about personal branding in its entirety, including my original introduction. Enjoy! Listen, I don't uh, claim to be an expert on personal branding out here, but uh, something's working right because I keep getting invited to speak about it. And this is a speech I gave to my buddies at Yellowbird, to their staff, on how to do personal branding. I think people overcomplicate things, and it's pretty simple if you ask me. Listen up. I think you're going to like this. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, In my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way, and in that, I can learn from him. This means every single person you've ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person, and therefore has something to teach you, and you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every room full of people you walk into is both a library and your stage. And the better you get at getting to know people, the value they each inherently bring, and how to share it with others, the greater the impact you can make on the world. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I've created a system called the Relationship Flywheel, designed to create impact through relationships at scale. And this podcast is a living document of how to do it. So hit subscribe right now. If you want to learn how to get to know people, get them to know you, and build a world-class network. Some episodes will be interviews, some episodes will be regular calls with people building rapport, and some will be tactical advice to teach you how to build your own relationship flywheel and achieve anything you want. Now smash that subscribe button and let's get connected. Thanks for having me. So, like we said, right? Personal branding is reputation, right? It's, it's what you're what you're known about, what people say about you when you're not in the room, what makes people think about you. And for me, it's been it's been a couple of things that have worked really, really well for me that I've, that I've been able to delineate, which I plan to share with you today, kind of the the, the, the nuts and bolts of it, and, and, and go through relatively quickly. But to hit that point of uh, what personal branding is to me. This is my buddy Paul, who's a, like a tech startup designer guy. He sent me this text. Hey, what's the story behind your logo? It's different, LOL. I explain it and he goes, as a designer and friend, I'd recommend to change it or not use it. Right. So uh, this text was like three weeks ago. So just to prove my point, right? Like, you know, uh, fuck you, Paul, because I'm talking about personal branding and you're not. So, so you know, logo, logo has nothing to do with it. Right? Like my logo is something that my wife made for me two years ago. I use it all over the place. People hate it. I love it. I don't care. But it, it really is this, it's not a visual thing, right? Like brand is a field thing. Brand is a how you, how people categorize you. We're going to get more into that. 
But this is another thing. I just wrapped up reading Creativity Inc. I love that book. It was great, right? Story of Pixar, right? So, I mean, talk about visual spectacle of Pixar. That's the first thing you think about. Second chapter of that book, Ed Catmull writes, when he's talking about the first Toy Story, he writes that, for all the care you put into artistry, visual polish doesn't matter if you're not getting the story. So brand is what? It's the story, right? I want you to think about your personal branding as how you craft the story that you want people to tell about you when you're not around, right? See yourself as the architect, the puppeteer of this story that you are inceptioning into people's heads, right? That's really what it is, right? So things that, there's, there's three tenets of what has worked for me in personal branding. The first one is to be memorable. Gabe just said it, right? I'm, I'm the guy that comes top of mind when people think about networking and building relationships. As somebody that's been speaking about and thought leadering, influencing on networking for the last you know, five years or so, I always get the question of, how'd you follow up, right? That's one of the first questions I get in networking. And I'll tell you right now, I suck at following up. I, I, again, back to this whole branding thing, my answer is make a great first impression and it doesn't matter how you follow up. You can follow up two years later, your first impression is good. Right? So being memorable, this idea of if you want to have a story being told about you, first you gotta remember that they mentioned. And I want you to lead into that. A couple of things that have worked for me on that side. Showing up, man. Showing up is really, really underrated. And what I mean by showing up is that when you're going to something, when you're answering the phone, or when you're entering a conversation, when you're entering that like event that your husband or your wife wanted you to go to. If you're committed to going, fucking go and make the best out of it, right? Like show the fuck up, like show yourself the best light of yourself, whether it's how you dress, your energy, whatever it is, all that stuff compounds. And I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of small anecdotes, right? I got this financial advisor, Olti, who's this uh, good looking Albanian dude from Miami that's been managing my, my money for the last, I don't know, six, seven years. I am by far the smallest fish in this portfolio. But about five years ago, it hit me when he was calling me to go over this like form that he needed me and my, that my wife to sign. And I, I see that it's sitting. I pick up the phone. I'm like, "Oh, you what's up, dude?" And he's like, oh, "Pablo, I love calling you, man. Because even though I have a, even though it's a form to sign, you're always so happy when I talk to you. It just puts me in such a good mood. I love you, man." And that hit me, right? Like that hit me. This idea that this guy is doing business with me. Number one, he's betting on my potential because I'm not big enough to fit into his portfolio. But the reason why he's doing that is because when he's around me, he feels a certain way, right? Like this is the, the idea of being asked how you're doing and and, and answering, no, eh, no, whatever. Let's go. Let's get to work, right? It's like I'm great, man. What's up, right? Like it, it makes a big difference, right? So so you can extrapolate that in any small endeavor that you do. You don't have to be Mr. Gregarious, bubbly guy like me. But again, maybe it's the way you dress. Maybe it's just that you show up curiously, right? Like facial gestures and nonverbal communication goes a long way. I find that if you're talking to somebody and you, you just kind of sit here like this with a blank space, you get a much different reaction from them than if you're like leaning in, opening your arms and say something, right? Like it makes a big difference, right? So I, I think about this when I lived in Miami, I lived in this place called the, the Synergy Building in Winwood. It's this like trendy place, super international. There was this young Italian couple, really good looking people. And um, the husband, every time I'd see him, right? Like I'd see him, I'd be like, hey, what's up? And he'd be like, <laughs> you know, like he always had like an extra, 
head, head tilt, extra weight. And I'm like, I love this dude. And I've talked to this guy like three times in my life. Right? I've got another friend, Alex Younger, who, when you tell a joke, he doesn't just like laugh. He does one of these. Like, like he purposefully does that shit. And it's awesome, right? Like, I, I have completely copied both of those things, right? Like, if you tell me a joke, I'm going to do like that. When I, when I wait for people walking around my neighborhood, I'm always like, you know, because it just stands out, right? Like, like, all that stuff compounds. That's the reason why I'm here standing in front of you right now, right? Like, if I didn't show up with a little bit of extra energy to gain, he wouldn't remember me. So the next time he saw me, he's like, oh, yeah, that's the dude, that's the networking guy, right? Like, it, it's all a compounding effect on how you show up. So, However you want to show up, just bring the best of yourself. And, and, and just, it doesn't even, I, I'm trying not to be cheesy about it, so just a little extra effort, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be the best of yourself. It just has to be a little bit better than what you're originally going to do. And if you do that every single time, people just start to remember you for that. And so that's showing up. This, to me, is the most powerful thing that has affected my life. And it's that different will always be better when it comes to being memorable, when it comes to being top of mind, when it comes to being thought about. Has anybody here heard the term category king? Category king, yes. Category king, right? So when you talk about a category king, we're talking about when I say the word social network, what do you think? When I say the word search engine, what do you think? When I say the word uh, ride sharing, what do you think? Category kings, right? So these, these are the people that take up all the headspace in their own category. And in order to be a category king, you have to have a category. Right? So it's the difference between competing versus creating. Right? Like Uber's not out competing with cabs. They went out and created a whole other section. Right? And the story, the business story of category creation is in this book called Play Bigger. That is the only book I've ever read twice in under 12 months. I actually brought it with me so I can parade it around, but I don't know, it's, it's in my backpack. You know, what happens is these guys studied the last 20 years of, of category creators. And they delineated what they did right, right? Like so Apple, for example, Steve Jobs is a continuous category creator, like because we call MP3 players iPods, because we call smartphones iPhones, because we call tablets iPads, right? Like they continuously did it. So these guys delineated what the techniques of designing a category and becoming a category king. And what they found is that when you do it correctly, you end up with 76% of the market cap. Right? So Apple has 76% of the smartphone market. You know, Uber does 76% of all ride shares. You know, I think there's a really interesting category battle happening right now, which is what do you think of when you think of Spike Seltzer? White Claw, Truly, whatever, right? Like that's happening right now, right? Just the same way that Uber and Lyft kind of happened and then it just became Uber again. Yeah. Right? So, 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 so that's all happening and there's categories that happen everywhere. So. The last chapter in that book talks about personal category creation. And when I read that, I was like, right? Like that, like that, that to me is what has worked for me. When I, my career started off in Fortune 500, construction management. I then got to Miami, started on rebuild a consulting business. And I just, every room I walked into, I'm like, I'm the green guy, right? Like I'm, I'm the person that cares about Miami's gonna be underwater. And if we don't do something about it now, we're gonna be underwater and we're all fucked, right? Like that is what I am known for and nobody else was that category of person that was showing up to save Miami, right? When I then got bought out by a construction company, instead of saying I'm gonna be a sustainable, you know, like the lead certification guy or whatever it is, I'm like, all right, I'm the director of sustainability, right? Like at that point, nobody had that title. This is like 2011. I was going to rebuilding conferences. You know, I was like the cool guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm the director of sustainability. Three years later, 10 directors of sustainability, right? Like in every room. So 
but that stands out, right? Like when I was going through my transition in early 2019, instead of telling people, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing here, I just told everybody I'm a professional networker. Oh, professional networker, what was that? <laughs> people want to notice that, right? So, you know, it's how do you stand out? How do you categorize yourself differently? And the key to category creation is that you don't market your solution. You market the problem, right? So another way to say it is that brand is about you, category is about who you're trying to help. And it, psychologically, whatever problem you're trying to solve, if you can state it as well as somebody is thinking it, whoever states the problem the best is believed to have the solution. Because that's how it works, right? We do business with people not that we understand, we do business with people that we think understand us, right? Okay, so I think the next one is... Ah, yes, have a mission of service, right? Like I said, the, the, the marking yourself in the way that gets you to take the next step to the mission that you're going to take. Something really interesting, right? Like, if you think about the stuff that you care about, right? You care more about the things that are going to affect you than the things that are going to affect other people. That's just the fact, right? Like, that's, that's who we are, and everybody else is just like you. So when you are out there creating your category, there's a big difference between saying, I want to be the biggest pop star on the planet, to saying, I want to be the person that inspires the most people to joy and happiness possible. Right? Like, one is about you, the other is about the service that you get, Right? So have a mission of service. Phrase the thing that you're trying to solve in relation to what it does for the person that you're talking to, as opposed to what it's going to do for you. Again, back to the green building thing. It wasn't like, dude, I want to I build this green building consulting company. It was, I want to save Miami from being the sacrificial land for sea level rise. Right? Like, that was, that's the way that I marketed myself. And, and, and that has you know, continued to evolve. So whatever you're passionate about, figure out a way to phrase it in a way that it is of service. Next thing. So number one is be memorable. Number two is be present. Right? So... The first time you interact with somebody, you want them to remember you, but then they gotta see you again, right? Like you gotta be in front of people, uh, and there's just no, there's no two ways about it, right? Like uh, that is marketing 101, that is networking 101, and step one is this: it's network, man. There is no personal brand without a human connection, and I've worked on both sides of this equation at this point, right? Like I've worked on the taking somebody who's very person-to-person -person famous in their own community and making them way more famous online, and then I've taken somebody that's very famous online and try to make it person-to-person -person valuable, guess what's easier? The first one. Yeah. Yeah, the first one is much easier because at the end of the day, everybody that you talk to can be a ambassador, can be a validation of proof, can be whatever, right? Like there has to be a personal connection with what you're trying to accomplish. Find a way to get yourself into rooms with people, period, and talk about what you care about. Right, like show up to rooms and be memorable, right? Whether it is a room or a Zoom networking thing or whatever form it takes in the future, you got to show up to places. And I find that when people first start networking, their first move is to go to like the trade association of their industry. And that kind of sucks, to be perfectly honest. While I found great success in volunteering charities. Right? Like I spent the last 10 years in Miami creating these young professional groups and hosting events for different charities, and you're gonna find out that the most successful people in your town are on the boards of charities. And 
when you are doing stuff for charities, it's generally goal-driven, right? So again, you're on a mission together, right? So whether you're just organizing the happy hour or you're organizing the fundraiser, you're working side by side with somebody that at some point becomes a referral source to you that isn't like, I want to introduce you to my buddy Pat. It's, I want to introduce you to my friend Pat that helped me organize this fundraiser where we raised 60,000 bucks and I could always count on you. That, that really, really helps. And again, in these charity organizations, there's a little bit of everything, right? So there may be some people in your industry, there may not. There's gonna be people in a bunch of other industries and there's a lot to learn from that difference, right? There is no substitute for this. Be invited, right? This, this is the next level. One thing is to show up to stuff, another thing is to be the host. And I'm here to tell you that you can be the host of any. Doesn't have to be your event. Case in point, second Yellowbird event, that I went to, I invited five people. I was like, hey man, let me bring you to meet these people. And I was just kind of like their host. One of them was a guy that I had interviewed for a job that said no to me, but I wanted to keep him in my network. To this day, one of my best friends these days, right? Like a couple of other guys I met through the surf community that I was just trying to like buddy up with. But like, you know, you don't have to actually be the host to be the host, right? I got a buddy just on the tour who goes to conferences and he picks out the best panels that are for him and for his and for his network, and he invites people to it. He's like, hey man, I'm gonna go to this panel on this day, this session. You want me to like save us all a seat there? Explain how right? Being part of charities allows for that. Right? So you you're you know you're gonna go to a happy hour to support best buddies or to support habitat for humanity, and you get to be like, hey man, I'm doing this charity, dude. Just come to this happy hour with me, it's super easy. Right? We started uh we started a spike ball game. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's just it's just valuable. It's valuable to be the person that's inviting people to stuff. You're gonna go run a 5k, shoot a, shoot an email to people that you haven't talked to in 20 years, like, hey man, I was doing this 5k, I know you used to love to run, I don't know. What's the worst that they can say? No, thanks for thinking of me. <laughs> you know, like just show people what you're thinking about, right? Like so so once you become that inviting person, that starts opening it up even more. If you have something to invite people to, it feeds itself, yeah. right? Like if you have something to invite people to, then it becomes much easier. But otherwise, it's just a matter of like, man, I hadn't been, I hadn't been in, in Jacksonville for more than a year when I wanted to, so my biggest client was JWB. I met Greg Cohen at this like volleyball thing for JWB and I knew he wanted to play volleyball more. So like I tried to organize a game of volleyball and I literally just texted like, every guy that I had met through networking in the last year in Jacksonville, and I got like 12 people together to play volleyball out of nowhere, right? So, you know, like people say yes to stuff, like they're looking for things to do, right? And again, it's gonna be a feedback, right? So this, this to me has been the biggest eye-opener for anything that, that has worked for me, right? Like be present, you want, like, you want to be available, this is the way that you skate, right? Like I spent seven years going to two to three happy hours a week in Miami across different sectors of industry. I got to, I got, I, I got really well known in Miami in the three years that I've been in Jacksonville, I'm way more well known and it's because of content, right? Like this is like making online content, like everything that you do one-to-one, you can do via content, right? Like, and it might not be a hundred percent of it, but if it's 80% of it and yet it reaches a thousand times more people, it's pretty, Right, so um, the idea of what you're saying, just showing up live on Facebook, right? Just like posting whatever you're thinking about, uh, sending a, a group text 
to, to, to people that you've been talking about, right? Like, don't keep your ideas to yourself, right? Like, if you're thinking about something, number one, it could be a great idea for somebody. Two, you could get some kind of feedback from that idea that really changes what that idea becomes into what you're up to these days. Like, it's that simple, right? So, and, and to me, content is this, like, ever-baited hook that's always out there. And, and, and it reaches people while you're sleeping and, and it opens up connections, right? And, you know, this used to be somebody would have to be douchey enough to film themselves in order to make content. But nowadays we are on Zoom all the time. All you have to do is press record. When you say something interesting on Zoom, you can be like, shit, I said that thing interesting. I can go back and put that out and post it. Or I can go back and review it and say it again, right? Or even better, somebody else said something interesting and you're like, I can now post this on my LinkedIn talking about this person that I met and their network is going to see me. I started doing some of this right before coronavirus, uh, where I was, I'd be out at a networking event and somebody would say something interesting and I'd be like, oh shit, say that again, hold on a second. And I'd pull it out and be like, oh man, you're a, you're a cybersecurity expert and you're talking about cyber hygiene? What is that? And they would talk and then I would just be like, cool, save, post on LinkedIn. I just met this guy, tagged him. He said cyber hygiene, never heard about it like that. Never thought something so nerdy would be interesting to me, blah, 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 blah. And what happens in people's brains is that they see their friend on TV and then they're like, I'm going to look in and then they're like, oh, somebody is interviewing him on TV. Who's this person? That makes them interesting. And my LinkedIn, my, my Facebook channels grow that way, right? So like the idea that whatever you have to offer, whatever's going on in your head, you're like, oh, I want to dive into this. If you make a piece of content, it just makes it live longer, right? Like every, every interaction that you have by, by, memorializing it via some kind of a video or some kind of written word, even if it's just your journal, you have the ability to go back to it and learn from it a year later or 10 years later or whatever, right? Like content is the way to be present when you're not around. And this is like the, the major, major multiplier. And if you were to pull all that stuff together, it's about being the stage, right? So when I was in Miami, started my green building company, Got acquired by my biggest client, hospital developer, university park developer. Went in-house as director of sustainability. Felt like I made it, right? Cool title, making six figures. But guess what? They literally just put me in a hole to die, right? Like they're like, we're just gonna buy out this consultant, give him, you know, give him the golden handcuffs and like put him there and let him pat himself on the back whenever we make a big presentation, and that's good enough for him, right? So at a certain point, I knew that I could provide more value. Luckily, I had gotten into this whole philanthropic thing and was out there diversifying my influence in society, right? Like instead of just trying to impress one boss, I was impressing a bunch of people that had better bosses of other people. And that helped me work on my soft skills. Until one day, I am literally feeling like I'm at a dead end in my career at the same time that I get named top 20 under 40 for Brickle Magazine in Miami. And my CEO gets invited to speak on a panel about smart cities. Doesn't want to go. Last minute, Pablo, drive to downtown Miami, find parking, show up to some panel in front of the Economic Development Agency of Miami. Right? Cool. I go. When I get there, I share the stage with the head of Latin America for Cisco Systems and the head of the Smart Cities Initiative for the World Bank. And 33-year-old Pablo, who thought he was a loser. I get on, I do my thing. When I come off the stage, I got a line six people be waiting to talk. And that had never really happened to me, right? Felt pretty cool. And as I'm going through everybody, I'm like, oh, everybody thinks I'm more important than I am. <laughs> what is that? Because I'm on stage, right? Like, because I was on stage, when someone's in a, 
it's happening to you right now. Like you are, you know, because I am here speaking in front of the audience, whatever I'm saying has more value to you than if I was just like standing next to you at a bar and I started speaking about these things, right? Like the brain does that to you. And then on top of that, being guilty by association with people is a really heavy brand creator, right? So like because I was on stage with head of Latin America for Cisco Systems and head of Smart Cities Initiative for the World Bank, that put that on fire. And I immediately thought to myself, this is a fun trick. How can I use it, right? How can I provide stages for other people? And I reached out to this developer in South Miami that was building this high-rise in Coral Gables. That's a high-income, low-density <laughs> residential area. So nobody wants a high-rise in their backyard. But it was on top of the metro rail station in front of the University of Miami, which means this is transit-oriented development. It's incentivizing public transportation for the city of Miami. I'm director of sustainability. I give a shit about public transportation. Miami desperately needed public transportation. So I reached out to this developer who was getting a hell of a, you know, he was having a really hard time getting pushed through the city. And I reached out to him as a contractor and I said, I want to have an event about public, tra- about public transportation in Miami and what we need to do to make it happen. I want to put you on stage with a politician on the board of one of my charities that cares about it, a land use attorney that I started one of these groups with, and we're just going to talk about how, you know, transatlantic development projects are the solution for the skyline of Miami. Yes. Right. <laughs> this guy who would not have taken a meeting with me, immediate yes. Right. So pull off this event. Luckily, I had an audience because I had created these young professional groups for Miami. Guy shows up. No big deal. Hour and a half. He meets the politician, the land use attorney. He talks to like 17 young professionals. A week later, he's in our office asking if we're going to get in on the $60 million project, right? So a hotly contested, very high-profile, landmark project, City of Miami, that every other contractor was competing on price. We backdoored it because we approached the value. And the value was a stage. Because a stage gives you the authority to put the value that you're trying to put out into the world, right? So... Now I've evolved this whole thing to the point where this is the service that I provide for JWB. And, you know, we've used this stage analogy as a business development mechanism. And this is great. So we started this, I was just telling Pat, we started it, we started this show in Jan- on January 28th. By December 22nd, we had a fan appreciation show. This used to be their webinar, right? Like this is the, 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 the fan appreciation of the webinar, right? We had this fan appreciation show and this is what he said. content and people always think of like I'm gonna make content that means I need to like 
You know, like I need to be the star of the content, whatever. But instead, people don't really care so much about what you're doing as much as the story of people being affected by what you're doing, right? Or, or how they're getting there. So it's just much more powerful, right? Like there's a concept of marketing that is the quickest way to grow an audience is to leverage other audiences. Everyone is an audience, and everybody that and everybody has an audience, right? So the mechanics of that for me, being the stage was working not work at nonprofits for seven years, get on the board of three different charities, start these like groups like grind, 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 grind. But nowadays, because there's stages everywhere, it's much easier, right? Like I, I mean. Clubhouse to me is the ultimate. Everybody can have a freaking stage right now, right? Like, like you just start a room talking about something with three people, and just see people start to roll in, and you're on stage, and they're in the audience, right? Like, or you roll into this like room with 500 people that are talking to Grant Cardone. You raise your hand, and when they bring you on, you have a smart conversation. You get like 50 followers, right? Like, true story. It's happened to me, right? While Grant Cardone is telling me that he doesn't know what the fuck I do because he can't read my website. Right, so so like it, it, it just happens, right? So so the mechanics of it all, right? I call it if you leverage a stage correctly, you can create a relationship flywheel. And this is this is what I brand as my service for B two B companies, but I think it has a real real value to anybody that approaches it that way. The mechanics of the flywheel are value, relationships, and content, right? Value. When you are trying to figure out who you are trying to serve, you know, like if you are again, we're going back to this like whole category mission, right? Like we are on, figure out what your service mission is, and I'll, and I'll even go back before that because maybe you don't know what you're super into, right? Like the important thing is to seek. Um, I think the levels of seeking are first find something that you love doing that you think you're really really good at, right? Like something that you think you could be really good at that you love doing. So like, I love to surf, I'm not really good at it, that's not gonna be a thing, right? But like, I know that I like to make friends with people and I know I'm really, really good at introducing people to each other. That was the thing that, that got me going. Next level is figure out how to serve with that gift, right? So for me, first 30 years of my life, I was really good at making friends to make friends for me. At a certain point, early 30s, when I got into this charity stuff, I realized I need to get good at making people friends with each other. Right, like had me be the connector of people, not just like use it to be popular, right? So next step is figure out how to monetize that service in a genuine fashion. When I started going through this journey in 2019, people were like, dude, you can charge for introductions, you can have a mastermind, right? Like you can do all the stuff that didn't really feel right to me. And I kind of just stuck to not, not, I wanna, I wanna like build communities for people that lead to business development. And I just kind of iterated through until I realized that this mechanism of like content and, and introductions and hygiene and stuff can be a B2B service and that became the product. And then once you figure that out, once you know what you're good at, know how to serve with it, know how to monetize it, then you build a business and scale around it, right? So like those are the steps and whatever whatever part you're at, you just gotta be seeking, right? Like if you don't know what you're good at that that that, that you love yet, you know, seek it, right? Like what feels good? Well, let me do more of this. Is this is this continue to energize me? Do I run out of it? Right? Like once you got that figured out, then it's like, okay, how can I help somebody? Right, like you just keep seeking it until you find that. Now, once you find that value that you want to put out into the world and who needs it, right? Have the humility to understand that the people that you're trying to serve, that value that you have to offer is only one piece of the equation, right? Like there's a whole ecosystem around whatever the people that need you need. So 
Take inventory of that. Take inventory of what their needs are that you do, that you can't offer. And then take inventory of the people that you're trying to serve, the people that already exist in your network, and people that are within arm's reach, within a, within a DM away from, that you can put in front of them that can serve that need. And you can be guilty by association with somebody serving their need because you continue to bring it to them, right? So like the value piece is that. The value piece is you need to be talking about something that the people that you're serving and that you want to do business with care about, with somebody that has the answer, right? That's the value piece. Then you create your stage, right? Like right now, fucking Zoom call is a fantastic stage, right? Like that is how we built everything for JW. So if you have a once a month Zoom call, a once a quarter Zoom call, a once a week Zoom call with that maybe about how do you make people feel comfortable? And you're having some like psychologists on there, you're having some like teachers on there, right? Like you're having people that work in customer service or, or however it is, that's the conversation to the people that you are trying to like grow influence with and be known for, right? So that's the valid piece. You create the stage and be it a live event, be it a Zoom call, be it a Facebook Live that you're gonna have on a regular basis, that's your stage. When you're on stage and you have that value to offer, you focus on three relationships. This is a relationship piece. There's a relationship between you and the person that you're hosting, right? That is a key relationship that you're nurturing. That is equivalent to like taking somebody out to dinner and finding out about their passions and going to introduce you to whatever. Then there's a relationship between you and your audience. Speak to your audience, right? Like speak to the person there. And one of the mistakes that we make is that we often see ourselves when we're doing social media, we see ourselves on stage, right? And our natural inclination is to see yourself in front of a whole audience. But really, the people that are consuming it are consuming it by themselves, in general, right? So talk to one person, you know? Friend that is watching, what do you think? Not like, hey, people, good to see you all. You know, like, um, when you're asking a question, oh, can you tell our friend that's here with us in this conversation how you grow real estate and how you find homes? You know, like, stuff like that, right? Like, create the relationship as, as there's a third person in the room and be speaking to that person. And the more that you're showing up in front of them, the more you're building that relationship with them already. Then there's the third relationship of audience to guest, right? Because you are speaking to the audience, you're going to want to incentivize collaboration, right? Whether it's on a stage and you're like, hey, there's going to be Q&A, right? Like, or, 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 or whatever. Or you are on a Zoom call saying, you know, put your questions in the chat and ask them whatever. Once you start getting that collaboration, don't just take the question and ask it. Treat it like an introduction, right? Oh, hey, Gabe, who's an ex-soccer player, you know, from uh, in Tampa, he's, you know, like a bright young guy in real estate. He's got a question about how to make people feel comfortable. It's this, right? Like, it's, a, it's an introduction between the guest and the audience, and you keep it that way, right? So, like, that way you're creating the circular conversation, and you're feeding all three. If you're doing that, then, and you're recording it, that's the content piece, right? So, like, the key here on the content piece is to share something, right? Like, you can take the whole hour and just post it and share it. Just like you can just take the hour, write an email about it and send it to your list, right? You can take what you learned from there and just like send it to two or three people, but you gotta share it in some way. The ultimate way to share it is that if you're having a one hour conversation, driving these three relationships is that you make the three to five best clips of the guest teaching something, three to five best clips of the guest and you going back and forth with something, and three to five best questions from the audience where you're saying the person's name and they're part of it so that they get a piece of that stage all the time. And you turn that into LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram clips, right? That's one piece of the content. 
the best things that they said can be turned into quote cards, right? Like the best one-liners that you said or, or they said or, or somebody asked said can be turned into quote cards. The long-form video can be branded as a YouTube show. The 10 best minutes from it is like the golden nugget YouTube segment. The audio is a podcast. The lessons learned is an email, bullet points. The expanded lessons learned is an SEO optimized blog. And now you have this one C that you put in 20 different pots and you put in six different ecosystems that can be flooded, that can be pollinated and, and, and nurtured without you around, right? So the more you do that, right? Like the more you are inviting someone to be on your stage, telling them that you're creating marketing materials about them. By the way, something I learned from Yellowbird. Having somebody on stage, telling them that you're making marketing materials about them, you're going to get good people on your stage. Good people on your stage means people are going to engage and they're going to form into a community. The more people that you have coming in the community, the better the content gets because the better the recontextualization, the better the questions, and the better the stuff happens. And it's a flywheel, right? Like I, right now, you know, to to give you the story, JWB is, you know, had that had that like fan appreciation call. They're having their biggest quarter ever with the biggest pipeline they've ever had going into another quarter. Me on a personal level, because I've built out this machine and now I've pointed it on myself, I don't have a spot on my calendar until like early April. Right? Like it it's a flywheel. It just takes effect and people come to you. People reach out randomly to you about talking about personal brand. You know, like it like it, it just adds to it because at the end of the day, this combines all the things that we talk about, right? Like it's like what's the mission of service that you're doing? How can you how can you interact with as many people as possible and be as present as possible all the time? You have something to be inviting to, you're creating the content that then allows you to scale around it, right? So you just being known for exactly what you want to talk about nonstop. And you get that guilty by association, right? So again, takeaways. Show up, right? The energy you bring in every in, in every interaction matters. Differentiate yourself, right? Like figure out what your category is, right? Like think about yourself as a category, think about your passion as a category. And the difference between category and brand is that the category is about the people you serve, and the brand is about yourself, right? So like speak in terms of what you're doing for others. Have a service-based mission, right? Like no matter how big the goal is, phrase it in a way that is about how it affects the people that you're trying to affect. Network, 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 network. Talk to as many people as you can, as often as possible, always, right? Like make impressions, make human impressions on people however you can. Be inviting, right? Like one thing is showing up, the other thing is hosting the party, it has way more leverage. Make content, that's the way to scale. And then be in the stage is the way that you kind of like put all this stuff together. Uh, my podcast, I'd love for you to check it out. These are my two favorite episodes. This is two uh, like rapping, storytelling, ranting kind of speeches that I, that I created. So uh, one is about me starting my business. The other one is about my last year of 2020. And I think they get better as they go along. And uh, Instagram, connect with Pablo. Pablo Gonzalez is impossible to find on LinkedIn. So I'm just gonna have to put Pablo Gonzalez, connect with Pablo. Be the stage shot, we'll have to go. The key to building your relationship flywheel will rely in your ability to design and build your own stage where you can have conversations with people, getting to know them, understanding their value, and sharing it to the world. This is the service that I offer, and I offer it to $100 million companies where we're setting record-breaking sales goals with it. If you want to know more about that, go to connectwithpablo.com. If you're just an individual that wants to build it, subscribe to this podcast and subscribe to my email list on my website because coming soon is a community 
where I'm going to teach this to you personally. Go to connectwithpablo.com.